The following is a production of Different Brains. Visit us at differentbrains.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Hacky Reitman. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Different Brains. And today we have with us Travis Misarell, and he is a very interesting guy. He's got the Future Is Now Coalition. Think. He's going to tell us all about it. Welcome, Travis. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, Futures Now Coalition, basically, we are uh, trying to do an unprecedented mission to really evolve democracy and upgrade our political structure. Uh, we're completely nonpartisan. We don't stand by specific policies. Our, our main goal is just to empower all Americans. How did you uh, first get involved with this? Uh, yeah, so really, um, it started out really all my life when I, since I was 12, I looked around in sixth grade math class and realized that I don't think like everyone else. And um, I actually didn't know I was autistic until about two and a half, three years ago. Uh, I knew all my life, I was kind of obsessed with knowing that I was different and I would, I would constantly analyze it. And I, I looked at different, different uh, personality disorders and different, different things in psychology. Um, I've even come across autism, but when it was framed from like, from like kind of old in an older narrative, um, I didn't relate to it as much, but then it was about two and a half, three years ago that uh, I, I ran into other autistics explaining it from from the autistic perspective and then immediately I knew that's 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 how my my mind works and like I'm still different even within the autism I mean autism in general everyone's unique every autistic is unique or the 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 skills they have the weaknesses is all unique in itself but you know I still felt different but the autistic infrastructure really knowing that I was autistic and that's a big piece of who I am uh, really put everything into the right um, perspective for me and also help me figure out who to con who, how to connect with other people that would think like me. Um, so it was actually at the same time, literally within learning that I was autistic, within two to three weeks, this vision started coming together of, of coming up with this, this huge way of restructuring and reframing our, our biggest society issues. And it really came hand in hand with learning my my autism. In some way, all my life, I've been always trying to think of, I'm, I'm obsessively looking at the bigger picture of life of like, you know, why are we here? What, what's the meaning of life? Stuff like that. I've always been like, always focused on that kind of, of those kinds of things. And I always felt that I had some way to, uh, some, some way to explain, to talk about the reality in a little bit of a different way. And actually, even like back in high school, I had a couple of followers here and there that like really liked what, how I would talk about reality, how I talk about the mind. And so I always had like a couple of followers here and there. But then when I learned about the autism a couple of years ago, that really got it, really narrowed down my verbiage on it and really helped me figure out the difference of like, where am I neurodiverse? Where am I just uniquely Travis? And like, where, you know, where is it just my personality? So like really that put all those things together kind of like I, I kind of say my my world turned right side up at that time with the autism and like literally within within weeks of that I, I turned to my family and like I, I could figure out how to change the world and then it took almost a year even after that to really formulate the whole mission in 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 uh tangible enough um so then about a year from there that's when I start I was able to start gathering people and now I have a team of about 40 people that that have been helping me on this mission or they have been really helping you all along the way. 
And you've built a good team, built a good team. Yeah. Tell us about the four pillars of Think. Sure. So, uh, so the first pillar is digital politics. And the emphasis on that is it goes beyond just technology. Uh, it's going to integrate technology, but it goes beyond it. Uh, one of the main focuses is going is transcending partisan boundaries. So we want to be able to have citizens just go policy by policy, what makes the most sense to get the most Americans the happiest and the healthiest at the most efficient way possible. And that should be the ultimate goal for government. And so we want to try to get out of this tribal, the tribal loyalties of partisanship and just go, you know, try to try to break those barriers, allow for multiple parties and and just generally allow America, the, the average American citizen to actually choose how politics should evolve. Uh, the other piece to digital politics is uh, is focusing on the will of the majority that um, we want to we want we want to we want politicians to focus on that if most Americans agree on certain things that policies should move towards the uh, the the agreement of what Americans want. Uh, rather than just the way the system is right now, where like there could be 70% of Americans agreeing on a certain policy, and yet Congress will be saying, oh, we're 50-50, can't get anything passed. But we want it to kind of shift the, the framing of politics and how, how people decide who to vote for, how people uh, choose, get their information and choose what who represents them the best, um, as well as eventually have politicians campaign in a different way. Uh, so that's the first pillar. The second pillar is digital uh, digital democracy. So that's the technology in itself. So that's going to be it's going to be a one stop shop for all political information. It's going to be on a blockchain, which in itself is a is a tech, is a, a democratic way of storing information. And um, the idea is we want just we want it's it's focused on accessibility and transparency and we just want the average american to just be able to easily go on one place see all the information they need about who they want to vote for uh part of the features is kind of like a dating service where it'll show that like there's an 80 percent match between you and a certain politician and so it doesn't matter to us where you stand on policies we just want to match you with the right person that you feel is most representative of yourself um, there'll also be permanent report cards for these politicians, so it's going to show uh, what their promises are, do they deliver on their promises, things like that, um, as well as um, showing where their money's coming from, who's funding their campaigns, and taking a look at, you know, just kind of seeing where their motivations are, are, are focused towards. And uh, so that's going to be, uh, it'll take a few years to get to this point, but it's going to be citizen owned. So um, we're going to, it'll eventually be that every American will have an equal ownership stake of the technology. And one day Fink will actually just gift that to America and that they'll forever be a private entity overseeing our public election system. And so one day if, at first Fink would be kind of a guardian of the technology and then slowly as it stabilizes and as enough Americans get involved in it, we would slowly pull away until it's just completely up to a private vote of all American citizens uh, to keep continue to run and evolve this technology to, to better be like a watchdog and, and just overseeing our election process. Um, so that's that. Then the uh, pillar number three is about uh, reframing society. So that gets into the psychological aspects of this, of where um, it's about reframing how people 
see um, see each other, how people are are framing like politics, seeing um, seeing each other within the, within the partisan structures. You know, a lot of a lot of the divisiveness of today is about people villainizing one another, and we need to understand that like everyone decides where they, they make their decisions based on the logic that they have of what they think is reality, what they understand uh, the facts and how they were raised. And like, you know, like, like, for example, a lot of Democrats will say, oh, all Republicans are evil. And like, yeah, maybe there's some racism here and there in, in that group, but it's not like 100% of them. There's a lot of complexities to everyone. And like, we want them to understand that like, there's something to be said of like people that feel that they're, they should have less taxes and less government. You know, they're raised that government's part of the problem, that it's can't, they're, they're not trustworthy, this and that. And, and frankly, right now, you know, there's a lot, a very low level of trust in government at this time. So it's, it's understandable where they're coming from. And so we're, we want to, Pillar 3 is really about understanding these other people's perspectives, understanding that we do all see different realities, we all have different strengths and weaknesses, and that, um, you know, most people are not e like outright like evil the way some people try to villainize one another and like yeah there's some bad people out there but but overall most people in society, they want us to get along they want us to be prosperous and you know they're just trying to make the decisions the best they can based on the facts that they know. Um, Pillar three also incorporates neurodiversity. So that's about um, like autism and, the, uh, and other neurodiversity. Uh, it's gonna be big in the narrative that me, that I'm autistic and that it was that I needed the actual autistic framework in my mind to come up with this complex mission, to come up with all these different intricacies, all the different dimensions and doing something just so unprecedented and like, and just reframing everything. I couldn't have done that if I didn't have the autistic framework in my mind. So, um, so that's a big piece to, to pillar three as well. And, um, and just understanding that, uh, that, that neurodiversity is part of the key to how to tackle today's world problems from a different angle and, and like incorporating other different people's perspectives is key to like coming up with different solutions. You know, we've been doing the same thing decade over decade and like we have almost the same problems that we had 30 years ago. We're almost still talking about the same issues and they're, they're, they haven't been conclusive. And so it's time to start incorporating other thought processes, other, other ways of going about these issues and things like that. Um, so that's a lot about pillar number three. And then the fourth pillar is uniquely think. Uh, so that's how, uh, how we're gonna run ourselves as a company, um, how we're gonna build our own accountability and transparency within ourselves. And um, for one example, we're kind of building what would be kind of, it'd be akin to like a, an employee owned nonprofit where instead of a board of directors, the employees are the board of directors, the employees are the check and balance. And the idea is that, you know, you can't control if we have 50 employees, a hundred, hopefully eventually a thousand employees, you can't control them. There'll be new people coming in, people coming out and overall, like, so they're not going to be controllable. They're not corruptible and just in, in itself that would develop a healthier checks and balance. So like me as the founder can't go out of control in a certain way. They're gonna choose salary caps on me and any other, uh, any other executives on the team. Um, they're gonna have, they'll, they'll set up committees to go over like our expense accounts. So they make sure like I'm not spending like 10,000, I'm not expensing like $10,000 business dinners or buying a car with the money, things like that. I, I'll have a set salary, like everyone else is gonna have a salary, no profits, no commissions. Um, 
So that's a big piece of it, as well as we're going to be doing a lot of um, ethical business practices, just the, our management styles are going to be very different. Um, we're big on work-life balances and giving employees a, a bigger voice, even from the, from the associate level, and, um, and just really creating a better, a different atmosphere, a different way of doing, of running a business, and really to prove to society that you can be ethical, you could be socially responsible, environmentally responsible, good with your employees, and still be a very financially viable organization and be very successful even with those, those things. And so A, it's to build unprecedented trust with America so they understand that, that we have the proper checks in place, as well as become a model for the future for other organizations to follow this new corporate structure that we're designing. Um, and um, also with the Uniquely Think is um, tying again with the neurodiversity is building um, our management styles in a way that's more conducive to neurodiversity. And we're really handling everyone as individuals. And you know, people might need a little bit of an adjustment of environment. Some people needed certain communication methods work better for them. Some people need a lot of structure. Some people want very little structure. And so we're building different um, processes and operations to, to be more allowing for the for people as individuals rather than just fitting everyone inside a box. Good stuff. Everybody's different. Every brain is different. Mm -hmm. What are some of the accessibility issues neurodivergent individuals may run into by being politically active? Uh, so a lot of it is, um, you know, being like in today's politics is very socially oriented. So, you know, some people don't feel like they could be part of Part of interacting with a lot of people. Some people kind of want to be, but kind of kind of beat it to themselves, but still have their voice heard and still be able to 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 be represented properly. Uh, so, like the digital democracy platform, they don't necessarily have to be social on there. There's a, there'll be a polling system where people can vote on where they stand on policies, where they stand on social issues, things like that, to get a real uh, a real uh, accurate map of what Americans want. So their voice will be heard in that light. Um, and then also the other thing with politics is it's very stuck where um, it's more it's it's overly academic and like the, the verbiage that's being used in, in politics, like it's, it's more like people have to be like super knowledgeable about these different policies and, and different issues in order to even understand what's what's going on. Whereas uh, what we're trying to do is make politics more digestible and be able to give um, bite-sized pieces of just like an overarching concept of, you know, like it, it going over a certain policy just in, in, in just a few minute video, you could kind of go over a general gist of like the concepts behind it, um, some of the facts and evidence of what, what, of what goes for certain policies, against certain policies, and just so making it easier for like an average person or neurodivergent people to um, understand this information without having to spend hours and hours or even like a whole education to learn learn a certain background before they could understand what what the policy is or what what the politician is is going towards. Where do you hope to see the future is now coalition five years from now? So yeah, we uh, we plan. We have very high hopes that uh, we we want to become a a name in every household. We want people to be talking about this as the the future of politics. That digital politics is the future of politics. Uh, we want people to start learning to reframe it. So instead of like, oh, I'm a Democrat, I'm, I'm a Republican, or I'm a third party, or whatever, that 
we start branching out to this kind of new verbiage and new new framing of it where you know we are able to go policy by policy and not just subscribe to an entire set of policies by one one group um and so we want to be a big influence on society where people most people would go on the digital democracy platform and they would they would use that to gather the information they need to make a, an educated vote um as well as um we're gonna get into media getting into journalism we're gonna do our own media channel like a youtube and, and podcast things like that eventually uh so people will get some of the some current events from us as well as civic education as well as we'll even have an entertainment aspect of it uh, so we want to be like just a really big influence of like how to do things differently, as well as how to be how to run a business more ethically. Uh, so there's like a lot of different branches of of what where we're looking to be, and and in five years from now, we we plan to be a really big uh, organization with a lot of different tentacles and a lot of different services that we're providing. Um, right now, the biggest focus is the digital politics and all that, but then it's going to even branch out to just other ethical business services and also helping other organizations learn how to be more conducive to neurodiversity as well as generally more ethical. Is the website up and running? It's up and running, futureis.org. Um, we're it's it's continually evolving right now. We just finished our four, our four pillars are now fully articulated on the website. Um, all the written content's done. So we're very it, literally just in the last couple of days, we just finished it off. So um, so people could go on our website, they'll learn about the four pillars, they could go into details of each of the four pillars, learn a little bit about the team. Um, there, some of the visuals are still not done within like the next week or two, there's going to be more images and also a lot of videos on there, a lot of videos of me explaining each of the pillars. So for people that are not good at, uh, that don't want to read as much, we'll have a lot of video content very soon to learn, learn about all these intricacies through, through video as well. Um, so it's good enough at this stage, but then in the next couple of weeks, it'll be, it'll be uh, finished off. How can people learn more about you and your work? Yep. Yeah. So they could go right on the website. Uh, like the, there's a, a page about the team page about what I'm doing. Um, and then there's also my LinkedIn is, is there's a, a link to our, our organization's LinkedIn as well as mine personally. Uh, so they can look at my background. Um, and another big piece is that as we, as we get on our feet, we're going to be very big on, on interacting with America. We want to engage people. Eventually we'll even be doing focus groups. Um, earlier on, we'll just do like surveys and polling and, and kind of get some feedback from people of how we're doing, as well as what are they concerned about politically and, and just generally in society. Um, we want to really build a, a partnership with citizens. Um, so a lot of that is about our own transparency, really want to practice what we preach. So we're, we're talking about accountability and transparency for politicians. But before that, we have to show that we're holding ourselves accountable and that we're also transparent in everything that we do. On a final note, I just want to want uh, you to give your impressions of your thoughts on neurodiversity in our society. Uh, yeah, so that's a good question. Um, I believe that there's a lot more neurodiversity in society than, than we know about. Um, you know, they're even saying back in history, like Einstein was probably neurodiverse and like, you know, a lot of people of, of today. Um, just, just, I mean, really, even, even like people of genius levels and, and things like that, they, they have their, they have like these powerful strengths, but they also had weaknesses. You just, they don't, they don't, that's not in our history books as much, but they do have their weaknesses. And so I feel like neurodiversity is really key to understanding consciousness, understanding the human mind, understanding how different each of our minds can work separately from one another. Um, 
and um, it's it should be a really big focus. And um, and I, I see it just talking to people, even neurotypical people, talking about neurodiversity and about seeing other perspectives. They could really relate to to being able to see the world from different perspectives and talking about it from the way I, the way I'm talking about it. That like you know it's not as simple as like you know the way TV makes it out to be of like everything's just so black and white and like these these are good, these are bad, and like there's a lot more gray in society and like people try to oversimplify how the world works, but humans are complex and like there's, there's so many complexities and we're still figuring out our potential. You know, I feel as we develop technology, we're, we're still, we're still not even at the near the potential that we are. We're still basically cavemen in society and we're still learning what, what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to work together, find better ways to work together as one, one country, one planet. Um, and so I think neurodiversity and under, and and studying different people's perspectives and, and comparing it is is a great way to have that understanding. Like another way to say it is like um like as if we're we're all blind and like we're trying to feel out what the real reality is, but like each of us sees a piece of it, but none of us see the whole picture because we all have different experiences. We, none of us have had all experiences. And so if we piece together different pieces from the puzzle, eventually one day we could start really mapping out like this is what reality is and kind of come to like a consensus reality of society. Um, so yeah, so I think neurodiversity is such a huge piece and it's like, it's really built into the fundamentals of everything we're doing at Futures Now. Well, Travis Misserell, the Future Is Now Coalition. Thank you very much for spending time with us here at Different Brains, and we hope you'll come back and we want to wish you good luck with all that you're doing. Thank you so much. It was great having you here. Exploring Different Brains is a production of Different Brains. Visit us at differentbrains.org.